We have this massive, it's, it's, it's almost 50 acres, a 50-acre historic park in the center of the city. First and foremost, it is a cemetery, but it's your park as well. Welcome to Kelowna Talks, where we explore the why behind the decisions that shape your city. Together, we open the curtain and dig deep into current issues, plans, and policies that come out of City Hall. Thanks for joining us as we talk about Kelowna and the topics that matter to you. Hi, everyone. I'm Bob Evans, Partnership Director at the City of Kelowna and host of our Kelowna Talks podcast. I acknowledge that our community is located on the traditional, ancestral, unceded territory of the Silks Okanagan people. Kelowna Memorial Park Cemetery occupies 50 acres next door to the Kelowna Golf and Country Club. It's a beautiful park, but I bet a lot of people don't even know it's there. Note that I called it a park. We'll address that in a little bit. Many people see cemeteries as gloomy places that have little impact on their community. But this couldn't be farther from the truth. Today, we are talking to Tracy Hillis, our cemetery manager. Welcome, Tracy. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bob. Tracy, I always like to start these things out with some intimacy on trying to figure out who is Tracy. Just for our audience, Tracy and I have known each other for I don't know how long, Tracy, like a couple of decades at least. It has been. Yeah, yeah we're, so, we're pushing to 20 years. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm really happy to sit across the table from you and start talking about uh, your new role, the cemetery. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We, I, I, you know, I know you're new to this role and uh, tell us, I think, what you do when you're not cemetery manager. Yeah, yeah, with all, all my free time. Yes, all your free time. <laughs> I'd say, you know, when, when I'm not working, I'm, I'm with my family. We have two, two little kids, so not as a plug because I'm in the park services, but we really are just, we're, we're out trying to seek out different parks in, in, in the area, whether it's uh, beaches, actual playgrounds for, for little toddlers or up on the mountains. So we're, we're really just trying to get outside and, and a lot of backyards, a lot of outdoor backyard parties with, with friends and, and family. Sounds good. Keep that family busy in yeah. our wonderful Okanagan. Okay, so I'm curious, I'm sure everybody's curious, how did you ever get into cemetery management and, you know, what appears to be a love for the whole cemetery and the whole business of cemetery? Yeah, memorials. So I I started my career as as a landscape architectural tech here in here in the beautiful city of Kelowna and at a pretty young age, like in in my mid 20s, I had an opportunity to kind of do some soul searching and and thought what what job would I want? If, if I could really, if, if, it, if all I was looking for was to kind of feed my soul, like if, if I'm going to be doing a job for the rest of my life, what, what would it be? And, mm-hmm. and it came to be, it, it was that, uh, that I wanted to become a funeral director. And I looked into it and you can apprenticeship for that. And how many women at whatever, mid-20s think, <laughs> I'm going to be a funeral director? Yeah, and, and really it came from, it, it, it came from even, even before my, my career started as a family. I'm from a large family in, in the prairies, so um, with a large family does come a lot of, of funerals. And mm. um, my family was really great at getting together, letting everybody be a part of it, that it really was, was a celebration. And so I knew how important um, funerals were, and I thought, well, I, I could be really good at, at helping, helping plan it. And so I did that for four years. Um, here, here in Kelowna as well, and it really was a fulfilling job. Like almost to the point where I was kind of selfish, like just mm. how how good it made you feel each day. But I, it was. I looked at the, the work life balance, and I also really did love 
work in my previous role and and working in development. So I was fortunate enough to to get on with with the city of Kelowna in 2014 in in the planning department. And and from there, with a little plug to the city of Kelowna, when there's there's a lot of job opportunities in the city, and and I was able to to work my way up and and. Yeah, the the cemetery manager position came open, and I just thought it was a good fit. It was a, like, yeah, and I yeah, you, you were surprised, yeah, that it even came up and at the great time and the right time of your career. Yeah, it really is because it is it is, uh, and we can kind of get into everything that we do up at the cemetery. But it is a mix of landscape architecture, planning, municipal work, and and of course memorial care as well. So, how long have you now been in this position? Since since May of last year. Pretty new, I guess, to to the position. So. Let's start with a bit of history around uh, around our cemetery in Kelowna, and um, you know, typically cemeteries have a deep historical connection to the community and, and a variety of history that goes hand in hand with memorialization. So, can you help explain that to our listeners and enlighten us a little bit about the Kelowna Memorial Cemetery? Yeah, absolutely. Cemeteries are such an important part of of any community, and and the cemetery existed before Kelowna became an official city. I think we became became a city in 1905, if I'm remembering correctly. And, and the cemetery where it is now was actually part of a, of a church. Um, and, and one of the first burials was way back in 18... 18- oh, was it? There was a church on that site. I did not mm-hmm. know that. Interesting. Yeah, 1897, I think, mm. was was the first recorded uh, burial in, in that area. And so, yeah, after 1905 and in 1911, this the city took it over. Um, and it's slowly been expanding. And actually, it's, um, the, the pioneer section, uh, the pioneer sections are actually close to the back of the cemetery now because it's slowly grown over mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah, and it's almost like each decade there, there's been a new section and a new story behind um, where it expanded, that sort of a thing. And, and then, of course, with trends changing, the landscape looks different. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about the other cultural groups that are in the cemetery. You were giving me a little bit of a heads up before we had this conversation. And uh, I think it's a really interesting story. So share that with our listeners, please. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a lot more in-depth information in our Kelowna museums. And, and we actually have some, some historic tours that happen in the cemetery. But the Cliffs Notes version is that the, the first burials were with specific um, cultural groups and religious groups. There's there's Catholic cemeteries throughout Kelowna, and so kind of anybody who else who wasn't Catholic was was buried in in this current location. But with the pioneer section, there also is what what we refer to now as as the Asian pioneer section, because mm-hmm. we have we have a lot of roots with with a lot of Chinese and Japanese people that that worked here in in Kelowna. And it's gorgeous to see the um, how the the Asian culture maintains and the the plots nowadays and kind of the, their ways of memorializing and it's really beautiful. But it's it's also interesting because there is just the fact that there is a separate Asian section because back in the day there was a little bit of discrimination there as far as well we're going to be buried over here. Anyone else can can kind of have have a separate area. Interesting. So even back well not even back then but even in a cemetery I guess is what I was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. It shows up, and, and it's not something that that is obvious now. But but there there are two separate areas. So as a springboard to that, how has the cemetery evolved over the years? So from those humble beginnings to where we're at today, and and when I drive to the cemetery now, and again, full disclosure, I was actually involved in some of the cemetery planning. I don't know twenty years ago, but tell us a little bit more about uh, you know how it's evolved, and then we'll get into where you're going. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I would say inclusion has the, the the ability to to allow people with different religions, different requirements as far as burial, cremation, and even different income levels 
that's that's really evolved over the years. There's not just one option anymore. There are multiple options, multiple locations throughout the cemetery to to be interred, that sort of a thing. Right. So it's not just the old uh, headstone section. There's different columbariums and if people know what that is and scattering gardens and things like that. Can you elaborate yeah, a little absolutely. bit about the options? Yeah. Even if you say, well, I, I would like to be buried in a casket. Mm-hmm. Well, at our cemetery, you have the option. Do you want to be buried in ground or do you want to have an above ground kind of mausoleum? which is the the columbaria that, that you're talking about. And even down to, do you and your family want to have a flat headstone or more of an upright headstone? Because there's there's a different look and there's a different style to that, as well as there's a different um, cost to that as well. Okay, that's great. So this is probably getting to a little bit more what, what I'm interested in is where you're going. So, you know, I refer to it as a park and I understand you're trying to, or you're not maybe trying to, you're working towards the public understanding about what the cemetery park could be and where it can go and how it could maybe be a little bit more involved in everyday life rather than just as a end of life scenario. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's something that that I think just people just need to be educated on. We have this massive, it's 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 almost 50 acres, a 50 acre historic park in the center mm-hmm, of the city. Mm-hmm. Right? And and it is a park. Yes. Yes, for sure, we're providing a a service. And first and foremost, it is a cemetery. But for most of citizens, for all citizens, it's your park as well. Right. And so there are, there's flora and fauna. We have a really diverse um, uh, amount of trees and plants that grow, birds, that sort of a thing, as well as just it, over the 50 acres, there's a lot of different landscape. There's a lot of open, sunny areas. There's a lot of shade areas. We have over three and a half kilometers of roads. Some are gravel, some are paved. And we have about a half a kilometer of, of mountain trail developed so far. So it's something that you don't need to, and, and some people don't know this, you don't need to have a reason to come to our cemetery. You don't need to have someone that's buried there. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be attending a service. What's different than a typical park is when you come there, if there is a funeral service going on, you're giving the space and and the care to to that family. Yeah, Yeah, you're being respectful, but you're still able to be there. And of course, because it is such a big park, there's lots of of room for for you to be. And and so the idea is, is that first and foremost, people know we exist. You do have a cemetery in your city. It's a historic park and, and you are welcome Welcome to it. So we're not um, talking playgrounds and baseball fields, but we're talking about you want people to come to Memorial Park and recreate just like any other park. So bring the kids, walk around. Absolutely. And has that been successful? Do people use it? Is it just starting off? I'm just having, you know, trying to visualize people using that um, as a park. I can tell you that the people that use it are regulars. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. The people that are coming for their morning walks, weekly walks. We have people that, uh, groups of people that come that do their rounds and they are saying hello and and paying their respects to different people, um, different family members and friends that are buried. But we, like, those that come, come regularly. They love it. It's good. <laughs> That's okay. So let me ask you this, you know, um, and you know, the, the listeners can't see Tracy, but she has a huge smile on her, on her face. So she's excited about this. And are you going to program this? Am I going to be able to, you know, come up and have, you know, whatever, some, some sort of sponsored function or help me understand what that is going to roll out like? So the, the idea is, is first and foremost is, is, is to get people up here, lots of passive activities. So walking, running, 
teaching your children and grandchildren to ride bikes. Mm-hmm. But we are also hoping to to get a few more park activities in, you know, whether it's things like movie night in the park, whether there are some options to enhance some of our trails. Hold we, on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wind that back. Movie night in the cemetery. That's right. And what would that look like? And do you think people would actually feel comfortable doing that and want to come? Well, I, th- I think like like a lot of things, the, maybe the first time there's there's not a big crowd, um, but um, then word of mouth comes out that you're in the center of the city. You're not driving very far, mm-hmm. depending on, on where you live. We have beautiful, beautiful lawn areas, and in- including areas that are not on top of, of graves and headstones. And when you're at just about any location in the park, there is a view. There's a mm. view of... Of, of the entire city, really, um, down down to the lake in some areas. So the only thing that's blocking your view from being 360 is actually the Dilworth Cliffs. So imagine if anybody's been to the Enderby Drive-In, there's a beautiful, beautiful backdrop back there. And it's kind of the same thing. If, if we have a mo- movie night in the park in the cemetery, yes, there's the family movie that you're watching with your children, but there's also the whole cityscape in the background, um, which, again, can also be enjoyed on uh, an, an evening walk. Or no, it's interesting. Hours. I'm in. You know, you, you call me up and I, I will try to, to bring my family to that and I'll bend in and, and give it a try. You'll be our, our yeah, ambassador. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that a try. So can we talk a little bit about, uh, again, where you're going in terms of the actual operations of the cemetery? You know, words that I'm familiar with a little bit, green burial, things like that. And just, you know, what does that mean? And what's the evolution of how people are interned if you still use that term even we do yeah interment is yeah. is the the official word for being buried or, okay. or being being placed in in a niche green burial is something that that um, we are moving towards and again citizens of Kelowna we're, we're really fortunate that this is a municipal cemetery um, and so being part of the city of Kelowna looking at things like being sustainable being climate um, conscious as well as economically conscious and and resilient are all part of our future cemetery plans as well. So th- there's there's kind of two parts to a green burial. There's there's uh, and it means different things to different mm-hmm. people, but ultimately it's putting a little bit less stress on the environment and and thinking long term, right? Okay. What 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 is going to be long term as far as maintenance, as far as giving back to the environment, almost leaving the plot a little bit better than than mm. when you found it, right? Or a little bit better than our current standards. So the two parts are things that a family can do. So there's things like what type of casket you're selecting. Is it is it steel or is it covered in a lot of ornamental stains? things? Yeah, yeah things yeah, like yeah. you know, yeah. is is the wood sustainably harvested mm-hmm, or is it is mm-hmm. it local, right? right? So there's there's kind of things that a family or can do. Or is it cardboard or is it something that yeah, a yeah, shroud, decompose, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, there's there's different the things things take time. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there there definitely are are ways to to slowly move towards a little bit more sustainable at, at a time. Um, but then there's, so there's things that a family can do, but then there's also things that, that this, uh, a cemetery provider can, can do. And, and we've, we've already taken quite a few steps to, um, as far as, as sustainability, our water use, we're redoing the entire irrigation system. As you can imagine, expanding the cemetery since 1911, there's, right, there's different right, components, right. different older systems. So, yeah. so the, the entire cemetery is getting a new irrigation system that's really going to look at reducing the amount of water, um, being a lot more efficient. And then with that, we're looking to to look at some of our species that that we have in in the cemetery that require less water. Right. We're still looking to protect a lot of a lot of the trees that we have because that's important too to have mm-hmm. to have that that the the tree canopy in this in the center of the city. But the cemetery is also just like any park a, a good good carbon sink as well. 
Sorry, yeah, you you mentioned uh, biodiversity and songbirds and pollination and all the great things that come with a with a large fifty acre park. So so it's great to see we're going that way. I I want to change gears a little bit to how we're you know I talked about it. it's not a business, but for us to be business like as the city with a cemetery and to let everybody know there's something that I'm familiar with, which is called the Perpetual Care Fund. So how are we doing? Like how you know how sustainable is a cemetery from from a taxpayer perspective and is it self-funding and can you give us a little bit of uh, background on the the business case to be made for the cemetery? Absolutely because because it is a service that that the city is is providing its citizens and same thing that's come a long way um, since we started it you did used to be something that that like a lot of municipalities in in North America was subsidized by by the tax base but starting in in the 90s um, there there was a a vision to to change that and make sure that it was something that was self sufficient mm-hmm. um, and self funding and we d- absolutely today we we are fully self funded there's there's no tax base that that goes into to the municipal cemetery operations um, and as well as like any cemetery in in Canada maybe even North America you need to make sure that that you have a care fund mm-hmm. because someday even though there's there's been a lot of innovation and there's a lot of opportunities to reuse um, some of the vacant land and and a lot of the trends need a lot less um, land cemeteries are lasting a little bit longer and and there's ways to kind of be be innovative but someday the cemetery will will close and you need to make sure that you can care for it as a park in, in perpetuity mm-hmm. really for for eternity so we we along with uh, Federal, provincial, and our and our own municipal regulations have have a substantial fund to to ensure that we're able to care for it, as well as self fund any new development. So I think it's important for people to know that this is something that that is is not up using up tax dollars, but is available for for everyone sure. to to use. Yeah, it's an amazing facility in our city, and uh, it's. Um financially sound and it has great recreational potential. I'm picking those things up. So I understand you may have some lighthearted stories about families and their loved ones. I, maybe this is a bit sensitive, but can you share any stories about some of the, some of the happenings at the cemetery on a daily basis that just, you know, gives a little bit of, uh, you know, one-on-one narrative uh, connection with the cemetery? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I will just start this by saying that this is the majority of, of the cases. If somebody has has lost someone who is young, mm-hmm. then that's a different story and 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 not as as like you were saying lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. even even then, there um, you're able to find some some pretty beautiful moments at a cemetery. But you know, on on a really high level, we have families that come in and and they want to say they want to show us is it okay that we put John in his old tackle box <laughs> for really? cremation, yeah. for yeah. cremated yeah. remains? Yeah. And that's absolutely something that yeah. you can do if, if you're being being buried. Um, you have the option of really personalizing. It comes down to, and, and people want to share. They want to share it. They they come tell us or mm. we're out and, and they, yeah, they, they kind of want to know, they, they want to let people know how special their loved one was. And so, of course. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll come by and say, Here's some extra egg salad sandwiches with with five pickles on each sandwich. This is what we had to do. Wow, for, really? For yes. and, and they'll offer them to us. And 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 again, just the the people that come regularly to like every Tuesday. There's there's two lovely women that make their rounds. There's a group of really? of of, oh. of women that that do a hike, and in the winter yep. time they're doing a snowshoe um, to and make their rounds. And yeah, it, it it always brings a smile to our face to find out what what somebody is going to place their their cremated remains in if 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 they're being buried because that there's so many ways to personalize or on headstones. You know, a, a family came by and said, 
did you notice? Did you notice the what's going on in the background here? And there's like a dog tugging at tugging at someone's clothes or something like that in in a granite headstone, and, and you can do that. You ha- you have the option to to memorialize in a, in a really custom way. Well, it's nice to hear, and it's um, certainly not um, not something to be taken lightly because there's a whole range there, obviously, of very serious to the lighthearted, obviously, and it's just nice to hear that we can even have that conversation now because there's been so much. I guess, uh, I don't know what the, you know, I'm trying to pick a, a respectful word. And I, I can't. So baggage around how we think about death in our society and, and in North America and in Canada. And uh, it's it's always been a difficult topic. And uh, obviously, if you're around it, like you are on a daily basis, it's probably a little bit easier to talk about. But it's great that we have those options. And now we're looking at uh, attracting more people to the park. So Tracy, we're we're towards the end of our time here. Is there anything that, that, I've missed to ask you, is there any, I guess, key things that you'd like to get across to our listeners about your park, our park? Yeah. Yeah. Your park yeah. listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I would say that I'd, I'd like everybody to know that there are so many options, right? So whether you would like to be buried in a casket, whether you're going to be cremated, there, there's even options for, for cremation. You could be buried in the ground. There's above ground niches, kind of like little, mm-hmm. um, little, little, above ground alcoves as well as scattering. A lot of people would like to would like to scatter and this is a, a, a park, a mountain setting um, or even there's even a garden scattering option mm-hmm. that will be forever. There's never going to be a development on it. Um, you can come seven days a week to it, that sort of a thing. So so it, it and and you can also have even if you are scattering, you can have a, a, a plaque and, and memorialize your loved one as well. So there are a lot of options. And I would also say um, at a really high level, just like you were talking about, there's, you know, a lot of what ifs. It's hard to come up with the word for, mm-hmm. for how people feel is, yes. is just talk about this. Right. Talk about like the, the hardest parts that, that I've seen both as a funeral director and, and as the cemetery manager are families trying to guess what options their mom or dad or grandparent, what their loved one, what they would have wanted. Right. Um, so just, and it doesn't need to be in any official will. It's just a, a conversation mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. have to to talk about, as well as coming up and and showing showing your family the cemetery and and the different options. That's a, a good way to start the conversation. Doesn't that look nice? That sort of a right. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. So people can come and see Tracy at the park. And I'm looking forward to movie night and a respectful movie night, I take it, and lawn chairs and a little bit of popcorn maybe. And please call me. Please call Tracy. Well, don't call me about the cemetery. Call Tracy about the cemetery. <laughs> Tracy, call me about the movie night. And thank you so much. It's been wonderful to have you and uh, have this conversation about the future of Kelowna Memorial Park Cemetery. So thank you, Tracy. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, okay, thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kelowna Talks. For more conversations about topics that matter in your community, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you liked what you heard, give us a five-star rating and review and share Kelowna Talks with your friends and neighbours. For more information about this podcast and other big community conversations, visit kelowna.ca slash community stories.